Hello there, it's Charles McKenzie, host of Join High Adventure, and this is a special edition. Well, g'day, and uh, I'm recording this uh, late on a Thursday evening here in Sydney on the uh, 9th of February. And uh, the reason I'm doing so is because uh, I, I have been investigating uh, the tainted blood scandal in Australia and around the world uh, for many decades. But the incredible thing about this scandal is, it, it, you know, you, you can look at it for, for this length of time and still find incredible new uh, bits of evidence and revelations. And that's exactly what's happened to me of late. And I've got to tell you, um, if you've listened to the first three episodes or if you listened to the, the last episode, uh, <laughs> you might get the impression that, uh, it, you know, it's a little bit challenging uh, sometimes to be a tainted blood victim in Australia. Well, I, I shouldn't say sometimes. It's all the time. Okay. And um, it, more and more I'm, I'm realising uh, why that is. And it's because the government uh, don't want to acknowledge the scandal because there's so- something far, far bigger uh, underneath it as well, if that's possible. And I think I've found what that something is. And, uh, yeah, and it comes, would you believe, as uh, just of late, um, I've started to feel uh, very much uh, weaker. Now, uh, I have said, uh, I-, I do these uh, videos on social media, or have done over the last few years, to try and uh, uh, raise attention to the infected blood scandal in Australia, and also to get people to support our uh, our form, our petition for a royal commission of inquiry into uh, the tainted blood scandal. Here, now you can go to infectedbloodaustralia.com and you can support the, the the petition there for an inquiry. And please do so, Australia. We really need one. Okay, we really do. I mean, tens of thousands of people are infected and affected by this. Come on, it's got to be looked at. Um, and particularly with challenges to the blood supply going forward. Everyone will benefit, okay? So uh, one of the things uh, that, that, that's happened, though, is I've, I've found amazing new evidence, and, and what, what's become clearer is that uh, when over the, say, 30 years that uh, other tainted blood recipients have come to me and uh, I've taken notes, etc., um, what's happened is we found out that their medical records have uh, in many cases been tampered with. And what's interesting about this is this is exactly what happened in the UK. And uh, the UK right now has is having a, a judge-led legal investigation, I've mentioned that in the previous podcast, into their infected blood scandal, and they made me a witness. And uh, that, that inquiry actually is set to publish its report uh, later on this year, and it's just finished having hearings, right? So they... they identified in that inquiry that uh, some patients' uh, medical files had had parts missing. Also, what was similar in in what they found in the UK and what we found here is in many cases uh, within the medical files, it actually says that that person's positive to hepatitis C. But that information, that hepatitis C, is no picnic, right? I'm going to talk about that in a moment, actually. It's, It's actually the reason for this special message. Okay, um, but hepatitis C is no picnic. You know, I, I think there was a, a chief medical officer in the UK who, um, uh, in the late nineties, said that hepatitis C at that point represented more of a threat than HIV. Okay, 
So this is no picnic. Now, fortunately, hepatitis C today, if someone acquires it, uh, can be rapidly cured. But that wasn't the case decades ago. And the longer this thing's in your system, okay, the more damage it's done. So we've got people in our group, Infected Blood Australia, who've been cured of hepatitis C, but they have liver cancer today or they have liver cirrhosis. So clearing it when you've had it for decades is not always uh, the end of the, the nightmare, unfortunately, for those people that had chronic infections from hep C. So uh, we've got evidence that uh, patients here have, uh, what's happened is uh, that the authorities knew that they'd been infected with this deadly virus, okay, and kept it from them. Now, in many cases, we're talking about keeping it from them until their health breaks down 20 or 30 years later. And this exact same thing, similar things were happening in the UK. And it's one of the big reasons why they had a legal investigation. And of course, they've made compensation available to victims over there now. And they've had financial assistance over there for decades, as I explained in the previous podcast, right? So I don't want to bore you to death with all of this, but what I've been doing so far in this new series, Join High Adventure, I've been trying to provide some background over uh, what my life has been like and what the life of, uh, of other people suffering under Australia's corrupted healthcare system uh, is like. I- I'm sorry to say, it's hell on earth. And if you're listening from outside of, of Australia, we've got the most fabulous country here. There's no doubt, okay? We really do. But we've got, it's hell on earth for medical patients, okay? And it's, hell, it's become hell on earth for those people that uh, used to appreciate essential freedoms that we enjoyed for so long. Okay, and um, the reason that I release this podcast is I'm I'm re- really calling out to any internet sleuths that are out there from overseas in Australia. I, we need you on this podcast. We need your help, and I'll tell you why. I, I've uh, I've been at this for decades, and this is bigger than Ben Hur. This this co- this cover up and this scandal and what it means. Tens of thousands of people given tainted blood products and tainted blood transfusions, right? And Australia also exported tainted blood throughout our region to New Zealand, to Malaysia, to Hong Kong, and other parts. And of course, this UK infected blood inquiry, they've been actually investigating whether Australia exported tainted blood to Europe and to the UK. So big questions, right? Well, there's no help here for victims. And as I've explained in these previous shows that I've done, one of Australia's biggest businesses has become the sale of freely donated human blood. Would you have thought, hey, if you, if you, you're listening from overseas, you might have thought our biggest uh, money spinner might have been, uh, uh, you know, resources and, and tourism and all these sorts of things. Well, they are, but uh, blood is right up there. In fact, our first $100 billion company sells blood. It's uh, the Commonwealth Serum Laboratory, CSL, okay? And they're big in the USA, CSL Plasma. They're big in Europe. And that all came from Australia. And it all came, okay, from the sale of blood. So uh, we have found this incredible evidence. Uh, if you go and look on Google and have a look at the UK Infected Blood Inquiry, okay, have a look at the Canadian Creever Royal Commission of the 1990s, have a look at the Irish Lindsay Tribunal, you'll see major wrongs were uncovered and significant help has been made available uh, to people infected. And there needs to also be, of course, help to the families of people infected. Okay, and what we have now is we have a trove of evidence here in Australia that authorities here were tampering 
with patients' records after they've received or been given tainted blood. What an outrage. You know, in my case, in my statement that you can find uh, at infectedbloodaustralia.com, and I'll even put it in the show notes, my statement, okay, and I'll be referring to those uh, quite frequently uh, throughout uh, these podcasts in, in future, to the the evidence because this is Australia's one of Australia's greatest medical crimes and I say one of I think we're going to find it's the greatest uh, the greatest the worst I should say um, but so so many incredible things are, are coming out thousands of people infected many people knowingly infected and knowingly the, the authorities knew that their blood products were contaminated and yet injected them into patients anyway including an inordinate number of children, okay, with the bleeding sort of haemophilia. And um, it was actually episode two of this series uh, where I went into the, my school and how a boy um, had, had uh, become infected with HIV and developed AIDS, full-blown AIDS, uh, from a haemophilia treatment. He did not even need to survive, okay? And so there's billions of dollars involved, um, and this is why it's a major cover-up. This is why, I mean, why are bureaucrats denying basic help, things like counselling, to thousands of Australians who've been through this nightmare? Why would they do that? Why would they do something unlawful like that? Why would they put their necks on a line? And and it's because the orders are coming from, directly from above because there are billions and billions and billions of dollars involved, okay? That's why, okay? It's not about the cost of counselling. It's about if they authorise the counselling, then people might say, hey, this really happened. And, you know, because so far they've kept it to just Charles McKenzie, the activist, Charles McKenzie, you know, the ardent critic of, of government and so on and so forth or whatever else they've said. <laughs> but, um, you know, behind the scenes, I imagine uh, one or two of them that have ever uh, thought about me uh, because we've come, we have never reached critical mass uh, with this issue, although we did force a Senate inquiry in 2004 that, was an absolute whitewash. You can have a look at that online too. Uh, hepatitis C and the Australian blood supply. But uh, as we sort of get closer to what could be a spectacular finale, and this is why I'm calling out to you internet sleuths and telling everyone to get involved with this series to give you a ringside seat on this adventure as we close in on the bad guys. Okay, the bad guys who are spoiling our healthcare here and the bad guys who are covering up tainted blood and denying help to victims. We are going to get a Royal Commission into the tainted blood scandal in Australia. That is what's going to happen. Okay, that is what my mission is. And that's what my mission has been for 30 years. I want to know why children were knowingly given tainted blood products because I want to know why a kid from my school was killed and I want to know why mates of mine from my group were killed. I want justice for them. I want acknowledgement for them. Now, uh, right now, though, uh, would you believe, uh, yeah, so I've been getting a bit weaker, uh, which, uh, you know, uh, I- I'm getting a bit bored of death. I- I'm not sure I'm completely, uh, I'm not sure I've lost my fear of death entirely, but I- I'm getting bored of, of me being afraid of it. Uh, I- you know, it just... Yeah, and uh, I've yeah I've become very much weaker. I've still got the hepatitis C virus, and um, I don't take the new antivirals because uh, I'm concerned for my bone marrow, which I was told last year looks to have come out of remission. But I've been denied uh, the the sort of tests you need to confirm it. Would you? And I've explained that in the last episode by Royal Prince Alfred here in Sydney, <laughs> because I can't wear a mask 
because I have a right lung that doesn't work properly, because I have an autoimmune condition caused by my tainted blood that the very hospital, Rawlins Alfred, <laughs> won't do a biopsy for because I have can't wear a mask, right? So utterly ridiculous. And as a knock-on effect of that, I'm also not entitled to the Australia's National uh, Disability Scheme. Now, that's a problem because I'm disabled now and in, in a bad way. Uh, I, I'm, I'm getting really weak and I'm walking very, uh, I'm, I'm wobbling a bit. Uh, I have to take a, a, a huge amounts now of medicinal cannabis to walk straight. And I'll tell you this, it's costing me $200 a day. And it's cost me that for, for a long, long time. And, uh, and I, you know, when I am well, um, well, you know, when I do have my medicine, I actually, yeah, just spend my time working with the group at Infected Blood Australia uh, because we've got so many people that need help. And uh, we've got some news on that front soon next week. Uh, there'll be more of these special podcasts. Okay. Um, I need your help. Desperately need your help. I've got about $50 uh, to next Thursday when my pension comes. And <laughs> I can't be any more open than that. Um, and yeah, I've got things to do and, uh, yeah, so I'd appreciate any help and I'll leave a link to my GoFundMe in the show notes. You can also donate to me directly at joinhigheadventure.com.au. If you could just uh, spare as much as a cup of coffee, trust me, uh, it really makes a difference to me. It really does. It's the difference between, uh, having some food or not uh, and, um, you know, being able to pay a bus fare. I don't even have a doctor, as I've explained in, in in the last episode, okay, because things have changed here in Sydney, Australia. As I explained, it was like a medical apocalypse. Uh, but right now, for me, it's pure survival. My mission has been to try and force a Royal Commission of Inquiry for the last 30 years of my life, okay, and now my health is failing. And so my mission from here is still the same, but with one major addition. I, I'm trying to extend my life Okay, but I, 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 I recognise there's not going to be a return to base on this mission. I can just extend a bit more and get some more use out of this body. Fantastic. And so I'm going to be looking to do that with this podcast, okay, interviewing people that might be able to help me. Do you know anybody that can help me, someone who is into alternative medicine, natural medicine, because I don't want any more big farmer if I can help it, okay? I'm sick of being betrayed. I'm sick of seeing all the harm that's come with that. I'm, I'm, I'm in it, Okay. Um, yeah, I, I just want to, I just want to do things uh, naturally, and and that is what this podcast series is also about. Join High Adventure. Can we do it? Hey, can we do it without all these adver- adverse events? Can we can we have healthcare without all the jabs? Okay, uh, or less of them anyway. So that's that's the my mission now. Pure survival. Um, I was pretty ill today, and uh, yeah, I just uh, yeah, I just want to keep going, and I appreciate you listening. And I hope you can tune in for next week's special edition episode. We've got one coming and uh, it is going to be very special indeed because uh, uh, a big, big event is taking place, we are told. And uh, a major scandal could just be on the verge of or on the cusp of getting more attention. Okay, speak to you soon.